If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. Hello again. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success. Once again, episode number 85. Oh my goodness, it really is moving on to um, the big 100, which Mike and I are already planning for in October. Um, that That's going to be quite something when we, we get to that point. So there'll be more information coming on that in the next uh, in the next few weeks or so. So, weather report from my part of the world. It's hot, hot, hot. Really, really sunny. Uh, Absolutely gorgeous. It was really interesting. We had my goddaughter, Emmy, has just um, been across from UK to stay with us for a a week or so. And then she's uh, she's just gone on to spend uh, the next six months actually staying, I you know, with with myself or with Mike, and and just enjoying her time um, between leaving high school in England and starting university in um, in 2016. So you know, it's a gap year for her, and she's uh, she, she's just going to explore um, explore Canada. And I know Mike and Andrew are taking her off in their travel trailer to explore a bit of the US. But it was really interesting the other day. She she only she'd been here a couple of days, and the temperature was really heating up. And Emmy's been here before, so she knows what it's like in Canada in the summer. But she uh, she said she'd had a uh, a Skype conversation with a friend of hers in England, who said, "How are you coping with the cold?" And she said, "What do you mean?" She said, "Well, doesn't it snow year round in Canada?" I found that interesting because even when I go down to the States sometimes, you know, people do ask me that. Can you ski year round where I live in Ontario? It's like, no, we're actually on the same latitude as Spain, where we are in Ontario. It's simply the jet stream that brings us the really, really cold winters. So anyway, we're all enjoying this uh, this super hot weather. I'm getting out to run and cycle and do all that stuff in the mornings. And I come back and have a swim before I start my day. And my days are filled. It's middle of high season. We've got a mass of last minute inquiries and bookings. You know, we made two bookings this morning for people going into properties this afternoon. That's how last minute it is. Um, I mean, we're generally pretty careful about those. We have to, we, we do talk to these guests very, very carefully. We need to know who they are, perhaps why they're booking at such last minute, um, just to make sure it's not instant party group, because that has been known to happen. But uh, but yeah, the two families we've we've placed to go in this afternoon, one had sadly been scammed uh, out of a significant amount of the vacation money. Uh, they had booked a property, arrived there at the weekend to find it didn't exist. So we hear of these every single year. And it's um, it's just so sad that these things happen. But as as I would advise anybody who's out there booking a vacation rental, you've got to do your due diligence. You have to know 
just like as owners, we have to know who's coming into our properties. You know, as guests, you need to know as much as you can about the property you're going into. You need to talk to the owner, get that relationship going, just make sure it's the right place for you. Um, so I'm not sure if I have any vacation rental guests who actually listen to this podcast, but you know, if you're out there, do that due diligence. It only ha- it happens so rarely, but if it happens to you, it's, it's really tough. You lose your vacation money. It's very unlikely you'll ever get it back. And, uh, and then it's going to be tough finding an alternative. So, yep, that's my little homily, my little word of advice for today. Today, I am really pleased to be talking to um, another vacation rental podcaster. And, and this is uh, Elaine Watt, who hosts... Holiday Let Success, not too dissimilar from Vacation Rental Success, but she runs this out of England. And I was actually a guest on Elaine's show back in August 2014. So I'm really delighted to be able to return the compliment and have Elaine on the show today. So without further ado, let's go over to my talk with Elaine Watt. I am so glad to have with me on Vacation Rental Success, uh, Elaine Watt of Holiday Let Success. Welcome, Elaine. And once again, it's always lovely to hear an English accent. Hi. Hi, Heather. Same goes for you. It's lovely to, to be here. Thanks so much for inviting me on. Well, it's been a while because um, I was... You, I had the honour of being on your show way back in August of last year. I can't believe it's been that long. Neither can I. The time has flown by. I was looking at the dates of when we last chatted and yeah, just before I came on. Can't believe it. Well, one day we're going to have to meet face to face. So um, I don't know when that will be. You'll either have to come across to, uh, to the US when we're at a podcast movement conference or I bet you'll go. Are you going to Manchester to the podcast conference there? I am. Yes. Are you going? No. Sadly, I would have loved to have gone to that one. Um, yeah, yeah, that's September 2015. Yes. Yeah, I know. I'm yeah, still toying with the idea of 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 going, but um at, at the moment it doesn't look like it. I have staff shortages here in the office. One of my one of my our marketing ladies getting married in September, so she's taking 2 weeks off and and it's always so busy mopping up after the end of the season at that time. So Yeah. If yeah, I can, I I'll be there, but I really envy you. There's going to, it looks like some great speakers and you're going to get to meet Cliff Ravenscraft, who's, who's, who's a good friend. And I'm, you know, he is such a great guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited that there is so, so many really amazing social media people, podcasting people, all going to be all in the same room. It's going to be, uh, yeah, it's going to be on fire. Oh, I know. And I've, and I've just had to take the decision to cancel going to the podcast movement conference in Dallas in August. Once again, staff shortages. Um, I, we, we have two people on holiday and it's our August, what they call the August civic weekend, which is a long weekend. So it's a bit like, you know, having, uh, you know, it's a bank holiday in, in English terms and, and you know how manic those are. So, so very, very reluctantly, I'm not going to go. And considering, you know, last, last year's um, podcast movement was 
the most amazing experience I've had at a conference ever. Um, this one's going to be even better. But say uh, la vie, say la vie. Yeah. It will um, shame. Yes, yes. We should make next year. Make There's a plan. Next year. Podcast <laughs> movement 2016. <laughs> yes, here we come. <laughs> <laughs> Elaine, it's it's great to have you talking to me today, and I wanted you to talk, you know, to tell everybody just to you know a, a little bit more about yourself. Um, about your part of the world, which is, you know, as part of the world I know really well, but I'm going to leave it to you to talk about it and to tell us about your vacation rental as well. So over to you. Okay, well, it's a, it's a pleasure to be here. As I said, thank you so much for inviting me on. Yes, I'm in Worcestershire, just on the edge of the Cotswolds over here in the UK. It's a beautiful part of the country. And I feel very lucky every time I get out and drive out in the car, because there's always we, we still marvel we've been here. This is our fifth year. Uh, this month, we still marvel that every time we get in the car and drive out, there's always a beautiful view to look at. So very, very lucky. As Heather said, I'm a podcaster. I have a podcast called Holiday Let Success. And I was very, very uh, excited to have been able to, to welcome Heather onto my show. When I first got going, I learned a lot from her and from other podcasting people in the world, that, like Cliff Ravenscraft that she's mentioned, Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas. And it's been a very exciting journey. Um, my holiday home, as we call it over here, Holiday Let or Vacation Rental, is a little tiny thing called a bozzy, which is a very odd name. And it actually means a gardener's cottage. Or in Scottish terms, it's also used in the Scottish language. It was like somewhere where people could shelter if they were going on a long journey on foot across the mountains. But here, because we are in a coach house, we have a Victorian walled garden. And through this ancient arched door is the body. And it's a little tiny, what used to be a gardener's room. And it's now a beautiful little haven. It's very, very quiet. It's in the corner of a, an English country garden. It sleeps too, so it's a real little getaway. And it's it just fits perfectly in this area, which is a big walking area. There's a lot of countryside to see. It's very, very quiet. There's country pubs, there's views. So it's really people that come to stay here are looking to walk, to reconnect with their partner, to relax and to just get away from it all. So yes, that's that's me. So it's my place. <laughs> it sounds like you've got a, a you know quite quite a focused um target market there on on couples and people trying to just you know the the perfect relaxing getaway exactly i really try to to make sure that i'm speaking to that type of person occasionally i get a request for someone to bring a child with them which it's it's just not possible to bring a child if it was a baby a little tiny baby that can't move around then it, it's okay and it might be it might suit a couple coming away with a baby maybe they've come to to visit a wedding or because there's a lot of wedding venues in the area we do get a lot of guests coming to weddings um but but really it is a couple's getaway a, a real break from the norm a lot of people come from london which is very very busy and it's a real step back and relax type place and yes I just try to to market it as that and try to meet the needs of, of those types of people which seems to be privacy 
ease of stay, so not having to worry about too many things and, and trying to provide value that, that meets those, those needs. So what, what's your marketing strategy, uh, Elaine? How do, you, how do you find that target market? Well, I've just launched the podcast, which we'll talk about in a little while. And I use Facebook marketing quite a lot to, to great success, competitions. I have a presence on Airbnb, holiday lettings, and a few other of the, the listing sites. But my, my biggest place that I'm really trying to build up, and as you and I have mentioned, we both follow Matt Landau, is to, to become completely or have the ability to to be listing site free should I desire so I do have my own website and all of the the Facebook marketing and the different social media strategies that I use are all geared towards allowing me to become free so I I find them at the moment a mixture between Facebook marketing social media running competitions and the listing sites so so you, you mentioned holiday lettings. That's uh, that's a part of HomeAway, isn't it? That's right. Um, they are also part of TripAdvisor. Uh, so there's I've got a presence on TripAdvisor, which I always think is even if I'm not directly marketing on there, just to have that review system, that independent review section. To me, I th- I think that's a, a, a really important thing because so many people do go and look on TripAdvisor to, to be on there. I think is is key even moving forwards and I, I try and move away from listing sites I would always still have that review basis available on TripAdvisor. Yeah I think that's that is really important unfortunately that means you just have to be tied to TripAdvisor you can't get away from it yeah. we, we've just we've just found this out to to our cost um, with our agency because we were we, we were um with Flipkey right from the very very beginning when they very first started um, we we didn't actually have any paid listings because we uh, when Flipkey first um, came on the scene, you could advertise for free. So we put our properties on Flipkey and we had all the reviews. And for some properties like my own, we collect. I think I had last count about sixty five reviews for it. Lovely. But then they were taken over by TripAdvisor. And and we'd always had this grandfathered in clause that said, you know, we could, you know, we we would continue to get the reviews. We could go to our guests and ask for a review, and they would be posted on Flipkey, um, just not on TripAdvisor when TripAdvisor took them over, which was fine. We were still able to show them on our website, and then we got out of the blue completely cut off and we we just could not find any of these reviews they just disappeared really and we had nearly 700 reviews for our properties and we cannot get hold of a single one of them and and i have to say i my my opinion of flip key and trip advisor just absolutely plummeted i was we were, you know we were willing to work something out with them where whereby we could uh, we could market some of our properties we just didn't need to put them all on there because yeah. you know we we have different methods of marketing here, and it it, it just would not have been cost effective for us. I mean, it was massively expensive to distribute in that way. Um, yeah. But all we wanted was to say, please, can we just have access to the these reviews um, that we collected over the years, and and we have a completely blank response from 
Flipkey and TripAdvisor. I was disgusted. I'm, I'm, you know, I know I'm putting this out there now. And I, I think you, you started talking about reviews and it all sort of came welling up inside of me. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I've I'm got not to surprised. mention this because if you put your eggs in that TripAdvisor basket, be aware that, um, that if you move away from them, you will lose those reviews. They are the property of TripAdvisor, not yours. That's quite an interesting point that you've made there and well worth getting out there. Yeah, yeah. I um, did not know that. So be forewarned, I guess. Yes, yeah. I mean, we used to have, we had a wonderful relationship with, um, with Flipkey. Loved them to bits. And, and actually, we tried for, oh, months and months and months to talk to them, to get somebody to come back to us. And we kept saying, we'll, we'll advertise with you. Please sell us your advertising. And their, you know, their sales presence is just, um, well, in, in our experience, it's non-existent. And when they do come through, it was generally rude and uh, dismissive. So that's, that's me. I've just, I've just put my rant out there. <laughs> I know. Well, it, sound, it sounds rather justified. That's a horrible, horrible situation to find yeah. yourself in. I mean, we would, you know, if, if I was advising anybody what to do, um, from personal experience, I would say don't do it. But anyway, that was my rant. Um, I didn't mean to include it in this. <laughs> I was actually going to do a whole, a whole separate podcast on it, but we'll just keep that in, we'll just keep that in here. So... Um, Tell me about Facebook marketing because that is that that fascinates me. Um, I have I have never really got to grips with Facebook as a marketing tool for um, you know f- for my individual properties. Probably because they you know I, I use different ways of um, of, um, of of doing that. So I'm really just really fascinated on how you get your property out there on Facebook. And you mentioned competitions. So spill, spill the beans. (laughs) Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie. I'm on a massive learning curve with the, the Facebook marketing. I love it. I find it very, very interesting. But each and every time I log into the power editor or the, the adverts manager, I do think, oh my gosh, So I am still learning because there is an awful lot inside there that can be done. But what it does do, it it speaks to that actual power of Facebook and how you can reach your target market as soon as you learn just a few strategies that that Facebook and just find your way around the the power editor and the adverts manager. And I'm getting some help with that. There's a, a very clever lady called Valerie Shootman, which you and I have both uh, in a in a mastermind group with Podcasters Paradise, and she also has a podcast. She is the Facebook Queen, and I have joined her online mastermind where we speak on a, a weekly basis as a group of us. And if we have any issues, so you, you're off on your own, you're, you're learning your way through Facebook. Um, but every Wednesday we speak, and she will talk us through any bits that we're struggling with. So that's how I'm learning. What I've done so far is, first of all, I've run a likes campaign now that's ongoing and it gives a little bit of social proof and as we all know people may well have had a Facebook page in the past which has got a lot of likes on it I know there's people out there that are very very annoyed with Facebook because they may well have spent an awful lot of time building up a page with likes then Facebook whipped out the carpet 
whipped out the rug from under their feet and said, right, well, you've got all these likes, but whatever you post, we're not actually going to show it all to all your likers. And that is a contentious issue. But what I feel and what I've learned in, from Facebook marketing, what I've read and what I've learned in the mastermind is that having a, a fair amount of likes on your page really does give social proof. So that's why I've gone for it. Um, the other thing that it does is it allows you to create a, a custom audience. So people that like your page, as those likes continue to, to rise, when you get over a certain amount, I, I'm up to about 1,400 at the moment. And I've been running the, the advert for around about three and a half to four weeks. So it's, it's slow and steady. I'm not spending a fortune. I've got it set at a couple of pounds per day because I know it can just run along in the background. And it's creating a custom audience for me, which means that I know that all of those people that have liked my page have liked it for a reason. And that's because the advert is set. They like long weekends away with their partner in a romantic or peaceful setting. Once I've created a custom audience, I can then also tell Facebook my next advert, which, as I mentioned, is, is competitions. I'm running a long weekend competition at the moment where as soon as I get to a thousand people entered, they win a long weekend. So that's three nights stay in the body and they get something that I've created called a deluxe romantic arrival package, which is a bottle of chilled champagne, Belgian chocolates and some red rose petals strewn across the bed <laughs> just to set the romantic atmosphere. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, how, so how does a competition work? I mean, I've seen these on, um, on Facebook um, but I, I, you know, I hold up my hands in complete ignorance here. I haven't got a clue how how it works. How do you, how do you? Is there a random picker of of a winner? Well, what I am doing because I haven't done my first draw yet, I'm still collecting entrants. But as people enter, they enter by entering onto a lead page. You had someone, you had Bob the teacher, didn't you, from lead pages on the uh, on the podcast recently? Yes. Well, yes. I I use lead pages, and people that enter the competition, they are sent to my web page with one of the lead pages on there. They enter their details, enter their email address, and they are in the competition then after that it's down to me how I run that competition it's not in association with Facebook it's purely my competition and it's advertised on Facebook they're two separate things okay so I decide how my what my prize is I decide my privacy policy I decide my terms and conditions because you do have to have terms and conditions there are rules and regulations around getting people to enter into a competition you do have to set that out very very clearly and all of that is on the website. They can, they can get in touch and, you know, they can flick around the website and, and read those through and then a very detailed description of exactly what's included. And yes, when I come to draw the competition, I will use an online picker. So it'll be like a sorting, online sorting um, tool. And I'm just researching those at the moment. That's, that's excellent. I love that idea. I just think that the competition for holiday homes, holiday letters, it's a great way of building your list. It's a great way of we've got something that we can give and we can give um, a weekend, a couple of days away that we won't really miss on off peak time. But, but really, it's an investment. So having given that away as an investment, really, you, you've invested in your list. You've invested in building your 
your business. So I think it's worthwhile to, to give that away. Um, you mentioned you mentioned list a couple of times, and this this is something that um, that that I've been working on helping people to to appreciate that in order to um, to to be able to promote probably usually in the out of season um, at times when competition is really really high for um, on on listings because there's so much property out there and fewer uh, fewer buyers. So I've been talking about, you know, you've got to create your list. So how do you go about that? What, I mean, do, do you use something like Aweber or MailChimp or, or an other, another platform? I use Infusionsoft because it's, although it's, it's quite a, a, a large entity, I suppose, I have various sides to my business and it, and it covers all of those different sides and it can deal with all of the automated information and nurturing that I want to give to past guests and to potential future guests. Yeah, Infusionsoft is our choice of um, of email management system as well, because it's, well, much, much more than an email management system. But, I, you know, it, you'd probably agree that if you're going to build a list of email addresses, it, it really is important to use uh, a platform of, of that nature, uh, I mean, Mike and I recently did a uh, a webinar on this, and I think Mike covered off um, Mailchimp um, as being a free source. You know, you can start out for free with Mailchimp, and then perhaps move to Aweber, which is a, you know th- there is a price involved in that, but it's it's not huge compared to, of course, Infusionsoft, which is a little bit of the gold gold standard of um, of email management. Yeah, I, I think the, the reason I decided to, to invest in that early on was because I know that I want to grow various lists, as we as we mentioned. And the thought of having to move from one platform to another with the list, just I thought I may as well start as I mean to go on and, and build inside and learn as I go. So I think that's a benefit to, to investing sooner. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I'm you know, really pleased to uh, to hear that you're doing that. So, so you know, thanks for that insight into into Facebook. Do you use any other social media platforms or is, is, is that I, your primary one? That's my primary focus where I spend money, but I do have a presence on all of the other different platforms. And I actually think, although I love Facebook and what it's doing at the moment, I do think that I am going to start delving into the world of Twitter because I I love it. It's easy. It's fast. I understand it a little bit more than Facebook, and uh, that you can spend money on there. But I also think there's an awful lot you can do on Twitter, and I am starting to prove that at the moment. I'm starting to get some good results from from using Twitter and using hashtags and starting to understand them. That I can do a lot organically. So yeah. that that would be my other focus. Yeah, Twitter is Twitter's my platform of choice. Do you, do you know where I get the, the most value out of Twitter? And that's attracting the media. We know okay. that the media hang out on Twitter all the time. They pick up, they, they, they've got to pick up stories from, from somewhere and where better to pick up instant stories is, is Twitter. I've had all sorts of media opportunities out of Twitter. So, you know, I, for, for anybody that's going onto Twitter for the first time, the first list to build is to go in and find the travel bloggers and the travel journalists and make your list of them, follow them, 
um, comment on where they're going, what they're doing, so that you become part of their, you know, their, their visual field, I guess, in Twitter, so that when you make a comment, they recognize you. Eventually, they'll start to respond. And then when a story comes up, and we've, we've just had, we, we have scam stories every year, and I tend to get re- contacted by some of our major newspapers and, and the TV stations when that happens. So that, that's really worthwhile. Yeah, I, absolutely. That, that's that's another that's another great great idea to to follow the bloggers and the journalists and really really get yourself known. Another thing that I've found in my local area, thinking about individuals individuals who are looking to market and their own property, what I've found a lot of really good interaction with is looking for your areas hashtag so here where i am on a monday night between eight and nine there's like an online networking group that goes on using the hashtag worcester hour and it seems that there's not just as you as you start to learn worcester hour using that hashtag twitter suggests other hours or networking groups to you and you see that it spreads and most areas in the UK certainly have a networking event on Twitter it's usually an hour a week it gives you a chance to really get your name out there and really start to to network with local businesses and I also think that's another key thing that you should be doing as a holiday homeowner trying to market to your local area is is making sure you have connections with local businesses because you can send people to them once you've tested tried and made sure that it's somewhere you would want your guests to go but in return they would send people to you as well so I think that's really, really good strategy and it's something that I'm taking part in. I love it. It's great fun meeting a lot of really nice people and I'm starting to get a lot more followers and hopefully I'll continue to, you know, I'll start to get business that way too. Yeah, that's that's terrific, uh, Elaine. I, you know, it's something I, I probably don't do as much as we should do in, in my area is to connect with, uh, with local businesses. So I'll put that on my to-do list as well as as of course putting everything that we're talking about into the show notes so that um anybody can go into the show notes and and check out all these um links and suggestions that elaine's been making so elaine you've been talking about the local area i know you're passionate about it my my office manager here has the most amazing problem expressing the word worcester (laughs) <laughs> uh, <laughs> you'll find that across here you, you you put it out on paper and you say pronounce this it's Worcester <laughs> yeah actually that's funny there was there was an Italian chef who was trying to pronounce Worcester and his video of him trying to pronounce Worcester actually went viral it's across all social media <laughs> platforms this poor old guy who's a great great chef stumbling around and over the word Worcester so yeah I understand that totally <laughs> well you need to send me that link to that, uh, that, I will, that YouTube I will. video and I'll put that in the show notes too because uh, yeah when I when I sort of reading when I was reading your um, you know the, the stuff that you have online and every time I come to Worcester it makes me laugh because <laughs> I, cause I know even more when you've seen this <laughs> So, you know, going on to that, segueing to that, tell Mm -hmm. me about um, your podcasts, because as you know, this is something I'm passionate about, is is getting vacation rental owners to share what they know, not just through the traditional methods of Facebook and Twitter and blogging, but to get them to see that this great medium of podcasting is something that they could actually get to grips with 
and and create something that's really unique for their area. So so tell me about your forays into local podcasting. Okay, I'd love to. I'm I've really enjoyed everything that I've done so far. The the podcast I've named Live Love Worcestershire because I wanted it to be a happy friendly title something that catches people's attention and my tagline is and, and everything that I portray is that living and loving Worcestershire you, you don't have to live here to to enjoy the life of Worcestershire and and enjoy the county for for what it is and and to see all of the things that are available here and there is such a myriad and as a holiday home owner if you were to start to look into podcasting just the just the the brainstorming that you would do to look at the different places, the different things that there are available. I mean, there is hundreds and hundreds of things to do in Worcestershire, and I can't see that that would be any different in any other area. There's that much going on. So I've started the podcast. They are short podcasts. I've got four released at the moment, but I have scheduled around about 20. I don't want to, I want to release them all, but I don't want to release them all too soon. Um, I want to release them because I've had such fun recording them. Um, I've met local business owners. I've met BBC presenters from our local area and recorded podcasts with them. I have, I have also just started a a project within the Live Love Worcestershire podcast, and that is to to try to interact more and network more um, with people that live in this area and that work in the area and it's called the Worcestershire Time Project and it's a series of podcasts that find the stories of people that have lived in Worcestershire and seen it grow, seen it change and to have those stories shared. So I'm right at the beginning, but I've I've made some great connections and lots of those connections. Like this morning, I was at Whitley Tea Rooms, which is a delightful place. So I've got to visit amazing places, beautiful places, make great face-to-face connections. It doesn't take very long and it is, it's fairly easy to do. Yes, there there's a, a bit of learning to get up and running with podcasting and the technical side of things I was scared at the beginning but in actual fact it's not as bad as as you think and once you get going it's it's more fun and the fun takes over any worries that you might have had so I've started to have face-to-face relationships with with local tea rooms with uh, the restaurants I get to try everywhere because of course you've got to try it before you can recommend it so that's another fun side. And I just talk about the different things that are going on in the area. I will say, as I, as I grow, as I learn how, it, how is the best way to do it, I'm starting to think that I might segment, you, you know, each podcast with a, a title like a, a local business, a local restaurant, you know, a series of restaurants, a series of businesses that might help people that are in the area, um, a series of tea rooms, activities, you know, try and try and segment it. I, I'm not sure, but I'll, I'll learn that as I go. But above all, sharing the information with people that are going to be traveling here in a podcast form, I, it, it's starting to, to really, even though I've only got four episodes released, it's really starting to snowball. I've got a lot of people interested. I've got people contacting me, wanting to be involved. 
And and overall, it's been a great experience. And I think as it's snowballing, as it's starting to grow, I think it will be one of the the bigger contributors to to future business. That's fantastic. And I, you know, I. I would love to. I'd love to explore this more. Just, just talk podcasting mm, for for another sure. hour or so. But I just got to distill this down to okay. number one on the technical side. Did you do any courses? Where did you learn how to do it? Okay, when I first heard about it, I just thought that just can't apply to me. I could never do that. I don't like the sound of my own voice, and I'm scared of everything. So I thought, I've got to find somebody that really, really knows. And I joined Podcasters Paradise, the the online group, uh, which was created by John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire. I love it in there. It's step-by-step videos. There's a Facebook group. And I, I literally started at the beginning of the videos, and it takes you step-by-step of exactly what to do. But before I did dive into there, well, after, really, I dived into uh, Podcasters Paradise. I have since found there are some free online resources. And of course, John Lee Dumas himself is now doing free podcasting courses, which you can uh, you can pick up yourself. Uh, Pat Flynn is another good guy to have a look at. He does the Smart Passive Income and Ask Pat. He he has a series on, on his website that will give you the first insights. And uh, it's, it's nowhere near as scary as I thought it was. And, and I actually love it now. <laughs> Oh, because I think that's what that's what's what's put most people off is just well, where do I start and do I? I mean, I, I did um, Cliff's course back in two thousand and thirteen. Um, that's pretty intense, and I I think I probably ended up with a little bit more equipment than I actually need. Um, <laughs> I mean, I've I've I follow um, the mobile fro, mo, the mobilepro dot com. Um, oh. And I'll, I'll put a link to that because I've now got my, I'm sure you've got a little mobile setup as well if you're going out and about and interviewing people. Yes, yeah. But um, Mobile Pro is is a fantastic resource for, um, you know, the, the equipment you need and exactly how to set it up. And I bought into his $97 video course on how to do this. And it's just like, wow, this is so easy. You just... You just take this and you plug it in there and you buy this from Amazon and you, you assemble it all, put it together and you're ready to go. Stick it in a backpack and you're off. Um, Incredible. And because, I, you know, I do a lot of traveling in, in the fall uh, on our U.S. road trip and I'm thinking. Yes, I think, heard your podcast. Yeah, thinking about this year, stopping into, you know, may, maybe starting a new podcast about, you know, on the road and going from place to place. And my thing is um, eating, um, eating local wherever we go. So thinking about going interviewing farmers and that sort of thing on the road. So yeah, my mobile pro kit's going to really come in handy. But uh, so so you've got all your stuff set up. That's the technical side. The other part of the technical side that people do tend to get stuck up on is the whole editing. You know, where do I get the intro and the outro? Um, you, you mentioned audacity to somebody, and they're going to say, "What? What's what's audacity?" Um, yeah you know how how do we edit edit it but I mean you and I know how easy it is once you get into the flow yeah it is it is time consuming you you are going to have to set aside a certain amount of time to be able to do it Uh, and of course at the beginning it's going to take you slightly longer as you go through the learning curve but once you've you've hit the top of that learning curve really it, it is it's very simple it's very very straightforward and it's a short learning curve don't don't worry about that the something like audacity 
the other good thing that I think about, I've not looked at Mobile Pro, I've not heard of that, but you can get started for for very, very little. Audacity is an online editing tool, which is completely free. You can pick up a, a headset that you can plug into your your PC, which will give you a very, very good speaker for around about $30 on Amazon. And you can really be up and running. I mean, Skype is free. You can use Pamela software recording, which I think is around about $25. And you're set up. You're ready to go and record over Skype, which is what we're doing today. And and it, it is so much more simple than than you think it is. And I'm, I'm not going to say any different. I'm always nervous before I start interviewing someone. But within minutes, I've got over that. I know that, uh, you know, I'm just into the flow and I'm, you know, I enjoy it. Yeah, well, you know, they say that even the, the, the most famous of actors are still nervous before they step on the stage. <laughs> well, that makes me feel much better. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that, that's really great, Elaine. I'm loving your insight into the, the, whole, um, the whole concept of podcasting. I've been banging on about this for about a year now. I, I, <laughs> I have a, a, a couple of people, maybe, maybe we should get, Matt to start a separate area on the inner circle for up and coming podcasters. I should have to I think that would be a great idea because I know there are a couple of um, inner circle members who are looking at, you know, considering um, podcasting. Ah, one question I wanted to ask your, your um, podcast is called holiday. Let success. What's your mm-hmm. number one secret to your success with your property what is it that makes your guests into raving fans it's it's a hundred percent without doubt adding value and it to me adding value is just to simplify and make sure that every need or every worry that they may have or coming into a, a property is is dealt with for them um, if they could have forgotten a toothbrush, I make sure there's a spare toothbrush in a packet, of course. <laughs> I hasten to add, if they if they want if they're arriving later in the day, I always make sure that there is tea, coffee. They always have milk, butter. Um, I leave a bottle of wine. I ask them during the booking process what type of wine they would like. Complimentary. I always do a complimentary bottle of wine. For their arrival and if it's if it's um, a white wine I make sure it's chilled I leave glasses on the table there's enough loo roll to last for the stay there's shower gel there is shampoo conditioner there's razors um, a shower cap I mean I just try to make sure that they feel nurtured they feel looked after and they feel like they are on a true break and that I care about their stay and I've I've over 55 five-star reviews based on that. It doesn't cost me an awful lot of money. It doesn't cost me an awful lot of time. I just make sure that I am systemized and organized in order to keep providing a really high level of service. I think you hit the nail on the head there where you said, I care. Um, that That is just, you know, t- to me, if if you don't have that caring and that real deep-seated philosophy of hospitality it's possible to fail in this business quite spectacularly i completely agree i mean any if you if you ever look at what the gripes and moans and concerns are of of any if you look for any bad reviews on online 
then it, it is usually around little things, little things. And, and it's all the little things that really add up to a big thing. And, and to, to feel nurtured, to feel like you're on holiday, to feel like you, you're cared for and, and that you are, your, your experience is important, then I, I think that that's, that is key. And if, if you don't have that, then, as you said, it, it is possible to fail spectacularly. <laughs> and deservedly so. Yeah. You and- know, someone coming to stay, they, they've paid to, to come and stay with you. They have put their hopes and dreams for that holiday in, you know, they've put their trust in you. And it's extremely important that you don't take that lightly. Well said. And, you know, I, I would love that, you know, that the, I mean, I want this whole podcast to go out to the world, but just that that last couple of um, couple of sentences of yours is just what this business is about. So, so thank you. It's no wonder that uh, that you're succeeding with yours. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you, <laughs> Elaine. It's been an absolute pleasure to to talk to you. I could go on. I know we could probably. <laughs> yes, we could I think pro- we could go on a fair old while. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's such you know you, you are as passionate about the business as I am, and uh, yeah. and it's 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 always a pleasure to talk, talk to somebody who is so much on the same page. So once again, thanks for joining me. Yeah, you're you're so welcome, and thank you so much for for inviting me. It's been a huge pleasure. Thank you. That was really good. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I I love talking to. Other podcasters, as I'm sure you're very much aware, so it and it was really interesting just um, hearing Elaine say that it really isn't that difficult. It seems daunting to set up your own podcast, but actually, it's not that hard. And and I know that once I get um, this summer season over, I am really going to be go back to to looking at setting up my podcast for promoting this area of Ontario. I there's just so much that I could go and 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 talk to people about and I've said this before if you'd listened to earlier uh, episodes that I've done where where I've talked to some of our fellow vacation rental owners uh, you know, you know who you are, guys, because I've interviewed you all, and we discussed the ideas of you doing your own podcast. So, watch out! I am coming back to Getcha in uh, September when when our season's wrapped up and I start preparing for my fall road trip. When I'm going to really hit the ground running with uh, with a couple of new podcasts. So, uh, yeah, there's always stuff to do, isn't there? Um, I get very, very passionate and excited about podcasting and doing this new stuff, even though I've just had to cancel my trip to Dallas uh, in August just because of pressure of work and the, um, the you know, some of my staff are going to be on vacation over the August, we have, we have a long weekend in August, so they're going to be on vacation at that time. So we have so many people going into properties over that weekend. I can't leave my business partner and my remaining staff here handling all that on their own. 
So, you know, there will be other years. Um, I love these live events. Can't wait to book into some live events uh, later this year and early next year, and I'll be letting you know where I'm going. I'm still so interested in putting together a live event for the vacation rental industry. And I'd love to hear from you whether this, you know, I've, I've had a lot of people say, yes, this is something that they would attend. Uh, I'm going to be putting together, Mike and I are going to put together a survey about this shortly. Just asking, you know, how far you'd be willing to travel to come to one of these events. And this is an event put on by owners for owners, not affiliated with HomeAway and not affiliated with Airbnb, where you've got all their people and their executives selling you more stuff. And you know, I'm sure there's, there's a ton of useful information that comes out of it. But uh, in the live event that Mike and I are thinking of doing, we, we, are, we just want to attract the best speakers and book it into a really, really good venue and, and just create the most amazing event for vacation rental owners and, and even small agency owners to come and enjoy some time together and, and to learn. So watch this space. That could be upcoming soon too. So once again, thank you so much for being with me, for listening to the conversation I had with Elaine, which I thoroughly enjoyed. Just every minute of that, it was really, really interesting. So I'm off now to take another look at Facebook. I think it's time I started learning the, uh, the ins and outs of Facebook and hopefully get a Facebook expert on to talk to you all very, very soon. So for now, many thanks for joining me. As ever, head on down to the bottom of the show notes uh, where you'll find all the links and be a lot of links from this episode. So go take a look. And if you have the time and if you haven't done so already, I'd really love it if you just clicked on the iTunes link and go leave me a review. That would be really, really wonderful of you. Thank you so much. And as ever, if you've got any questions, any comments, anything you'd like to say to me, send it to me at heather at cottageblogger.com. And thank you so much once again for listening. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over, but don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.